Hello and welcome to the Commander's Quarters. I'm your host, Mitch. Glad to have you here. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about Commander on a budget. Today, we have an episode of Commander's Two Cents. On episodes like these, I give you my own personal take on topics about the format in general and current news. This show and episodes like this one are possible thanks to viewers like you. If you're looking for an easy way to help support this show, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Also, hit that bell notification icon so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe and review our podcast as well. You can also go check out our playmats and other merchandise at thecommandersquarters.com. Another easy way to support this show is with our TCG player affiliate links. So whether you're buying a deck or individual cards, you can use this general link right here or one in the description. And the final way that you can support this show is by supporting us directly by becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, and I truly couldn't do this without all their support. Hello and welcome to the Commander's Quarters. I'm your host, Mitch. Glad to have you here. So today we're going to be talking about what makes a card bannable. There are thousands of cards in the Commander format, and only 40 or so are actually banned. Now, there have been some bans in the most recent years, but compared to other formats, there really aren't too many cards that actually get banned. But when you're looking at a new card coming out, what's a factor that might lead it to getting banned? Now, we're not going to be talking too much about older cards because there are definitely some edge cases that happen as to why some older cards are being banned or were banned. But looking forward, if you see a card, what might lead to it being banned? Now, I'm not on the rules committee or the commander advisory group, so I have absolutely no say when it comes to a card being banned. None. None whatsoever. And this is entirely my opinion. Again, this is just me speculating on what makes a card bannable to people who have the power to ban a card. Okay? Now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about first my definition on what makes a card bannable. So basically and this is the main thing, it's a card that the format won't self-police. And we'll get to that a little bit later here in a bit. It's a good card that's going to see a lot of play, and arguably it doesn't break the social contract. It can do interesting things, but those things might be a bit annoying or make the game take a long time. The game revolves around the card when it comes down. So again, that definition was probably a bit too long, but that's okay. Just deal with it, all right? So basically, self-policing, I think, is the main thing thing in this. If the format will self-police based on the social contract and the unwritten rules, the card doesn't need to be banned because the card itself is basically, it's kind of like a soft ban because players and playgroups just don't play the card. We'll get to some examples here in a bit on that, but first let's talk about a recent card that was banned and that there was a stir on both sides about, and that was Lutri the Spell Chaser. Lutri, the Spell Chaser, is a 3-2 Elemental Otter that costs 1 Is It Is It. It has Companion. Each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. It has Flash. When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control, you may choose new targets for the copy. So basically, Lutri is a Companion with no restriction for Commander, because if you're not running a Persistent Petitioner's deck or, or whatnot, Every single deck that you have can just use Lutri as long as you've got red and uh, red and uh, blue in it because there's no really requirement because you're already having... Uh, it's a singleton format. I'm, I'm talking in circles here, okay? Basically, Lutri is a free 101st card for certain decks. That's why it is banned. Now, there was a stir on the other on parts of the community because people didn't want it to be banned because some people didn't really understand potentially how broken and powerful this thing is when you look at it at face value without that companion clause, it's basically a worse dual caster mage, which that's completely fine. It would be fine to have another dual caster mage in the format. 
The problem is, is that this is a free 101st card. It's a card that just gives an advantage to certain decks, and some players not, might not realize that, and then therefore, they're just going to run it in their decks as if it's a completely fine thing. So if it wasn't banned, there would be players who would run it and would think that'd be no problem. So it's not, it wouldn't be self-policed by the format. There are players who would definitely play it. Now, playing it in the 99 or as a commander, completely fine. But when things are banned, they're just overall banned, not just banned for one thing or another, okay? And that's a completely different argument for a different day. So Lutri was banned. Because the format wouldn't self-police, it would see a lot of play, all right? That's just my opinion, uh, but I believe that that would be true. Now, when it comes to some older cards, for examples on what cards are banned, let's go to Primeval Titan, okay? Primeval Titan is a 6-6 giant that costs 4 green-green. It has Trample, and it says when it attacks, uh, enters the battlefield, or attacks, you may search your library for up to two land cards, put them on the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. This one is a very powerful card that sees would see a ton of play, did see a ton of play before it was banned, and the game definitely revolves around it, where primetime comes down, and everyone wants the primetime. If there's someone who can steal it, who can copy it, it just becomes a game about primetime, and obviously, you know, searching a library, shuffling, getting lands, that takes time too. This is a card that doesn't arguably break the social contract, because there's no, I mean, there obviously is an advantage that you get for having it, but it's not blowing up lands, it's not doing stacks, it's not doing things that are against those unwritten rules in Commander. So players play it. And because of that, it was banned because it led to lengthy games and games just revolving specifically around this one card. A card that was banned not too long ago, I believe it was a couple years at this point, is Prophet of Crufix, which is a 2-3 human wizard that costs 3 green-blue. It says, untap all creatures and lands you control during each other player's untap step. You may cast creature cards as though they had flash. So this one, again, the format did not self-police. It doesn't technically break any of those unwritten rules, but basically it's giving you an extra turn for every one of your opponent's turns. So it's an extremely powerful card that the game revolves around. It's not going to be self-policed, and it just makes the game take a long time. It, I, even if the game doesn't take a long time necessarily, I guess, it's, it's letting one player take up the most time in the game. They basically have a turn for every other player's turn. So it's just a card that can kind of be irksome to some players. And again, there's no self-policing when it comes to it because it has nothing to deal with, you know, the standard things that are in the social contract, like no blowing up lands, no stacks, those things. It's on its own. It, uh, it's not a unfair card, but it does. I mean, it's unfair in Commander, but it does make the game take a long time. It can be annoying to some players and it's not self-policed. So that's why that one was banned. Another one that was banned, arguably for a similar reason, is Paradox Engine. Uh, Paradox Engine is a legendary artifact that costs 5, and it says whenever you cast a spell, untap all non-land permanents you control. So this one is was banned because it wasn't being self-policed. It is an extremely powerful card, and it leads to very, 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 very long and convoluted turns that may or may not lead to a player winning. So basically, you know, you happen to play it, you hope you keep casting things, untapping things, tapping your mana rocks again, and then hoping that you keep going and going and going and going until you eventually maybe win. And sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And then so for those turns that you had, you know, a 10-minute turn and you didn't win, that can be annoying to some players, especially if you're just sitting out players that you don't know. So this one was not being self-policed. It's an extremely powerful card. And because of that, the Rules Committee determined that it needed to be banned. Now, whether or not I, re you know, completely agree with all these bans or not is irrelevant at this point. I'm just basically talking about kind of my thoughts on potentially their mentality when it comes to banning a card and what makes it bannable. 
And so again, I think a major part of that is that self-policing. And this one actually brings up a commander example, a commander example, an example of a commander, which is Leovold Emissary of Trest. It's a 3-3 elf advisor that costs black, green, blue, and says each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Whenever you or a permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability in opponent controls, you may draw a card. So essentially, this is a, an example of a commander that was causing a lot of problems for a lot of groups and a lot of LGSs. Basically, if someone's running it as their commander, they're going to make a deck where it's just not going to be a fun time for other people for the most part. Now, in general, and again, it doesn't deal with land destruction. It doesn't deal with stacks. It deals with, you know, maybe wheeling and then making it so that everyone else essentially has no hand and you've got a hand. So that's basically kind of what it is. And it's not exactly, again, in a casual environment, that might not be the most fun thing to play against. This is one that maybe the rules committee thought would be self-policed, but ended up not being self-policed enough. So because of its use in the format, it ended up getting banned. So again, I think that the main thing is essentially whether or not the card is going to be self-policed and if the rules committee believes it's going to be self-policed. Something like Lutri was banned ahead of time because they believed that basically it just wasn't going to be self-policed. Other cards, you know, they'll give some time to and allow, uh, allow it to see play. And if it's a problem, then it's a problem. If it's not a problem, then it doesn't need a ban. So um, when it comes to self-policing, again, cards that some people have called for to be banned but are not banned I think it's, again, that is kind of the line of these cards are currently being self-policed in the format. And an example of that is going to be mass land destruction cards. Cards like Armageddon. Armageddon is kind of the go-to. I'm, I'm not sure if it's the number one saltiest card on EDHREX top salt list, but I think it might be. It's either that or it's number two. Anyways, it's a simple card. It's a sorcery that costs three and a white and says destroy all lands. So mass land destruction, again, when it comes to the social contract and those in, unwritten rules is kind of like Unwritten rule number one, basically, don't blow up everyone's lands. So don't touch lands. That's just kind of what the unwritten rule is. Because of that, many players in playgroups and people at LGSs don't play mass land destruction spells. So it just is self-policed by the casual side of the format. So therefore, Armageddon and cards like it don't need to be banned. Um, that same can be said about stacks pieces like Winter Orb. So Winter Orb is, for those of you that don't know, an artifact that costs two, and it says as long as Winter Orb is untapped, players can't untap more than one land during their untapped steps. So, stacks pieces, pieces that essentially kind of slow down the game to a halt, uh, stop players from having access to the resources, these are again, kind of seen in the social contract as a no-no. Like, you just don't play cards that basically mess with players' resources or lands, basically. And so because of that, the format itself polices it, and therefore, the card doesn't need to be banned because it doesn't see a lot of play in casual. Now, when it comes to competitive, that's completely different. Again, competitive agrees on kind of pretty much anything goes. There's no social contract, basically. So, again, this is a casual or conversation on casual uh, commander, not on competitive. So, stacks, pieces, land destruction, completely fine in those formats. A card that actually was recently spoiled kind of fits in another bucket. Not recently spoiled, I guess. Ikoria was spoiled a while back, but a new card that there was some discussion, at least I saw on Reddit, on will this card be banned? Because it kind of has that, it kind of has that feeling of, you know, a, no fun, but, you know, it's kind of got that kind of anti-casual kind of feel to it uh, for some. And that would be Draineth Magistrate, which I think just, it, let's put it, call it in the, uh, in the category of hate bear, okay? Draineth Magistrate is a 1-3 human wizard that costs 1 and a white and says your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. 
So if people are casting things for free off the top of their library, or if, say, from the command zone, that's the main issue right there is the command zone, I believe. Um, where players are like, okay, if this comes down turn two, and I've got a commander that costs more than that, I can't get my commander down until it's dealt with, or until that player's gone. And so basically, that's kind of like the main issue that players are seeing with this card, and they're saying, oh, it's going to be banned because of this, because it's going to cause problems in casual metas. Uh, personally, I don't think it's going to, for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, it's a hate bear, so it's, it's a creature. It's pretty easy to remove, so it doesn't prevent you from removing it. Um, it it's You just, you know, if you got a, a path, to, path to Exile, it's gone. You know, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to run rampant in casual metas. I think that also that players that don't want to play against a card like this with their playgroup are going to talk about it. They'll talk about it ahead of time and say like, is this card okay in our meta or not? And that discussion is going to be had. I don't think that it's going to run rampant in commander and cause problems. And I think that's why that it eventually, you know, once it, once it sees play um, or once a couple of months passed and, and we see kind of how much play it's seeing in casual, I don't think it's going to cause a problem. I don't think that this one is ban worthy. And there were definitely people who were calling for it at the same time when Lutru is banned. And this one just doesn't add up to, to needing a ban. Again, because I think mainly that self-policing for it will happen. I think that there are some players who are going to want to play it. And there are some players who are not going to want to play it. And I think for the most people, it's, it's going to be a, a non-play for most playgroups, I believe. So, And I could be very wrong about that. We'll see here in a couple of months. Maybe I'm wrong and you can tell me in the comments You know when that happens. Hey, Grant Magistrate got banned. Mitch, you were wrong. And that happens. I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. Sometimes. Ish. Okay. Anyways, um, one other card that people have been talking about for a while for being banned, which will never happen, in my opinion, is Soul Ring. And we'll talk about why this one's not banned. Soul Ring is an artifact that costs one and it taps for colors, colors. So Soul Ring is a card that isn't self-policed. It definitely is not self-policed. It's one of the most popular cards in Commander, if not the most popular card. It sees a ton of play, and for good reason. It's a mana rock that costs one and taps for two. Good mana rocks, for the most part, are like signets. They cost two and essentially tap for one. So basically, you're getting an incredible amount of value. You're getting, you know, you four times as much value. I, guess. I, don't, I don't know math. Anyway, regardless, you're getting a ton of value out of it because you're only paying half of what you're getting out of it versus other mana rocks, you want to get half of what you put into it. That's confusing. I should stop talking about that. Anyways, regardless, it's not going to be banned because of one reason, in my opinion, and that's accessibility. It's reprinted every single Commander Precon. Every single Commander Precon has it, and because of that, its price is low. I mean, low-ish. It's not quite budget-enough-friendly for me, but for most players, if you want to get one and play it, you can. And so, therefore, it's not really a problem. It's also something that, you know, there are, and I probably should have brought this up with Drenth Magistrate, there's self-policing that happens within a game itself. So if a player on turn one plays a soul ring, they're immediately the target and other players are going to go after that player, whether that's helping to destroy it, whether that's attacking that player, whether that's trying to bring them down. If that player gets too far ahead early, they're going to get targeted. If someone plays Drenth Magistrate on turn two and the other three players can't play their commanders, you better bet that they're going to team up against that player to take them out or to take out the Drenth Magistrate so that they can play their commanders and play the game. So self-policing can happen before with building your deck essentially and kind of like playgroup politics but it can also happen in the game and then players can learn you know okay should I actually play this Drenth Magistrate because every single time I do I get targeted and taken out so it's kind of like uh self-policing on both ends but anyways back to Soul Ring okay I'm jumping around and I apologize so Soul Ring never going to be banned in my opinion never going to be banned 
yes, it, I mean, it, if you look at it at face value, is it too powerful for the format? Yeah, at face value, sure, compared to other things, absolutely. But it's accessible, and the format polices it as soon as the format, the games police it when it comes down. So, it's not going to be banned. Now, cards that I would argue should be unbanned because Soul Ring is unbanned, is unbanned, is not banned, are the mocks. So, I think that basically you can't argue, and again, I could be completely wrong in this, that the Soul Ring is any less powerful than the mocks. In fact, I think Soul Ring might be more powerful than the mocks because let's say you've got both on turn one, you play your Soul Ring down. Uh, next turn, you've got access to three mana to start. Mox, you've got on turn one. Uh, next turn, you've got access to two. So, y yes, colored mana, regardless, okay? The only reason that the mocks are banned is because of money. Accessibility, essentially. Basically, Soul Ring is accessible because it's four bucks. If it wasn't four bucks, if it was $5,000, then I don't think it would be legal in the format because of accessibility. If only one player's got a Soul Ring, that's a bit different than everyone having access to Soul Ring whether that's right or wrong. And again, this is my opinion on it. It doesn't mean that's the right one, but I personally think that money really shouldn't be a part of the ban list. I don't think that money should be a determining factor of a card being banned or not. I think that players should be able to play what they want to play. I think that there are certain things that will be self-policed and certain things that won't be self-policed, but I don't think that money should be a part of it. And going forward, again, this is kind of a, a discussion where I'm talking about cards in the future that can be banned. The reason that the mocks and other cards that are extremely expensive are banned is probably because they're on the reserve list and never be reprinted. So those are never going to go down. Cards in the future that are being printed, new cards, are not on any kind of a reserve list. They have the option or opportunity to be reprinted. So a card is never going to get to the price of a mox, any new cards coming out. So those cards are never going to be banned for money reasons. So when it comes to bans, I think the main thing to look for again is will the card be self-policed? I think that there are cards that might kind of skirt that social contract or even break the social contract that can be printed and not banned because the format won't, it'll self-police. People won't play those cards anyway, so there's no reason to ban them. And I think that's going to happen more and more often as Wizards keeps pushing the envelope when it comes to overpowered cards. I do think that there's going to be more cards in the future that are also banned, like the Lutri example where Wizards might make something for another format, like Standard uh, was their example for this one, and it doesn't exactly really work in Commander because it's just it's just overpowered in Commander. And so because of that, again, I think there are going to be some more bans in the future, and I think that the way to look out for which cards might be banned, again, is just ask the question, is this card too powerful? Sure. Is it going to warp a, a game? Sure. Is it going to be self-policed by the format is the main one, I think. If the answer is yes, I don't think it's going to be banned. If the answer is no, it might be banned. So, again, this is all just my opinion. I could be very wrong, but yeah, let me know what you think in the comments below. You know, do you think that self-policing is essentially the reason that cards are banned or not? So, yeah, um, I think that's all I got for today. So, thanks again, and have a good one. And make sure you're following us on social media for more updates and sneak peeks on future episodes. Again, a huge thank you to my patrons who help make this show possible. I truly couldn't do any of this without your support. If you want to support this channel directly, consider becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, including being able to vote on future commanders for deck tax. There are even tiers where you get your own personalized deck tech dedicated to you. You can check out all the Patreon tiers and rewards at patreon.com slash commandersquarters. If you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about budget commander. So while you're at it, go ahead and check out some of our other types of episodes. And with that, I'm out of here. Thanks again and have a good one.